Hello, boys and girls. Episode three of the Off the Woodwork podcast in association with end2end.online, which is our wonderful website, which we are starting as we uh, try and do something with our lives in the meantime. Um, <laughs> so uh, another week has gone by and it's another week of Premier League games also very closely condensed together. Um, how I'm joined, obviously, with Anthony and Stephen. How are we today? Stephen, you all right? Yeah, I'm good. You're good, Ant. You good? Happy guy. Absolutely me and Nancy are both happy. Matt. Absolutely wonderful. Ant is currently wearing his Liverpool shirt, as I knew he would be. <laughs> <laughs> but we will talk about that a bit later on. <laughs> uh, but yeah, what we're going to do, um, obviously, we're just going to talk about the recent games in the Premier League. So we're going to discuss some of the games that stood out to us. Uh, we're then going to move on to talking about the. Um, new champions of the Premier League and then we're going to go on to our predictions again for the next round of fixtures. Um, so we'll start off uh, by looking at some of the games and we'll start off earliest in the week. Um, I think, I, I, I don't think I did well in the predictions this week, did I? Um, I have our tallies here if you'd all like to hear them. Yeah, yeah, please. So, so last week I finished last with five points and Stephen oh, and Matt both had eight points. This okay. week in third place with nine points was Matt. Nine points though. In second place with twelve points was Stephen. And in first place with thirteen points was me. So our current totals are in third place Matt with seventeen. Oh god. Me in second with eighteen. And Stephen is out in front with twenty points over the first two weeks. Get right, noobs. There you go. (laughs) <laughs> the, one, the, one, the one person who doesn't support a Premier League team is out in front yeah boy oh I don't think that comes into play though surely I <laughs> have um, an outsider's perspective no bias there we go well one I, one I was gutted about was I think I said for Man City to beat Burnley 4-0 and obviously yeah. they won 5-0 but let's talk about that game first then um, what did you make of the game man? Uh, Burnley might not as well have shown up they had two shots, twenty-eight percession, I think, or something. Ooh, Might, if they if they just if they just forfeited the game beforehand, they wouldn't have been as embarrassing a result. Yeah. Um, I mean, plus the plus what happened before uh, during the game's kickoff and with the a banner overhead, it just was not a great day for Burnley. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for those who don't know, uh, the Burnley game was kind of overshadowed by um, some some fans who decided to. Um, do a banner, um, yeah, basically over the stadium, and it just—it was just pretty stupid. <laughs> um, but yeah, what, what did you think of the game, Stephen? Yeah, I'm very surprised. I mean, I'm in my prediction, I predicted a one 0 because I think when Man City played Burnley earlier this season, I think Man City really struggled in that game. I think they only just won like two one. So I was thinking of Burnley. You know, they're known for their really good defence. I thought you know they would um, make it really hard for City, but wow, I mean, City just tore them apart. It was like, you know, Burnley on a defensive team, you know, it's like they didn't they didn't play their natural game and they got destroyed. Yeah, it was it was weird. I mean, I suppose Burnley at the moment, they're in a pretty nothing position. Um, mm. I, I spoke about this in the, one of the articles I've written. They started off um, the season, the first half of the season, they were pretty bad. Um, but ever since um, January, they've been on a pretty good um, run of form and obviously got themselves out of a potential relegation scrap. Um, so do you think it just comes down to the fact that Burnley just completely have nothing to play for now and they're just... Uh, or do you just think it's because City are playing very well and Pep Guardiola is still trying to... Even though they haven't got anything to play for themselves, really. Yeah, I was just about to say that, yeah. I mean, Man City haven't got anything to play um, for themselves. So. I think there was a mixture of things. I think City at that point was still playing as if they could win the title, even though everyone knew they couldn't. Mathematically, they still could. So maybe... In, like. But also, I think Burnley kind of knew they weren't going to win. So maybe there was that kind of, look, let's, let's prioritise the games we know we can win. This is just a kind of a warm-up game back. Either that or City just, like you say, outclassed them. My, yeah. I have a question for you both, though, with regards to this game. At the yeah. end of this game, we've seen Phil Foden now score three goals in his last two appearances. Do you think we're finally starting to see a breakout for Phil Foden in this Man City team? Because it's, we've been hearing about it for years. Do you know what? It's really weird. Um, I've seen Phil Foden play and he always seems to get a goal or an assist. Um, but I mean, he, the thing is, he comes on mostly in the last 25, half an hour and he 
contributes to a game which City have already won. I, I, I still wouldn't say I've been blown away by his performances personally. I mean, not that I've seen loads, um, but obviously he has the potential to be top. Um, but at the moment, I, I'd say let's, let's slow it down with the hype. because um, well, With well, David yeah, Silva leaving at, at the end of the season, you might as well give him a go in these last few matches. Um, you know, yeah, that was my thoughts. Let him show what he's made of, and maybe see if he's actually good enough to replace David Silva. You know, maybe not now, but in the future, that you know, he could be. That's going to be a big hole, actually, for C. David Silva. I'd, I'd, I'd argue he's been one of the best players in the Premier League history. Yeah, I think this decade he's been one of the top players, and I think he's one of. Bear in mind, if you get into the debate about City and you know the greatest players of history, the same way like Chelsea, United, Arsenal, and Liverpool have got to an extent. City. David Silva's got to be one of the greatest players of all time. You know, having Arguably, Whipple, maybe the probably the top two, yeah. I'd say. Yeah. yeah. You'd be no, I'd, I'd pushed agree. to find anyone else. Come, um, coming back to Burnley, I was just going to say, I, I, I could see them obviously finishing maybe 10th, 11th, 12th, around that area. Um, but I think they're going to have a very inconsistent um, end of season. I think there's going to be games where you won't be expecting them to win, where they might win, and there'll be games where they'll be expecting to win, which they'll probably lose, um, including some of the games they've got coming up, actually. But obviously, I'll get to that at the end of the podcast. I mean, um, I, I, I mean I'm still fairly impressed by the early season um, in, in, in regards to the fact that they, they were potentially going to be in a relegation battle and they've still managed to get themselves out of it. Would you still say this has been an all right season for Burnley? I think staying up is a good season for Burnley, really. I mean, they're never going to get Europe or anything like that. So for Burnley, just finishing in a solid mid-table spot is, a, is, you know, is on par for them. I think anything more or less is a... Uh, so anything less than that is kind of disappointing. I think Burnley, they have the quality to be in the Premier League. They've just got to keep, you know, consistently finishing mid-table and just yeah. I mean, not overplay. Because at... they, yeah. they, they know what team they are. They know they don't have those flashy, yeah. amazing players. So just play, play yeah. what you know. And they'll stay up. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you look at you look at that side. There's no one who really stands out in that team, is there? They they just play well as a team, and Sean Dykes has always done a good job in managing them. What do you think? Ann? The centre back, the centre back stood out for a bit at a time, and the goalkeeper, but that's because of the style they play. Well, I mean, haven't yeah. both their centre backs been called up to England in the past? Yeah, Tarkowski and, and me. Yeah, I'm. I can't even remember who the current goalkeeper is. It's Pope, isn't it? Pope, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, so they've got some good defensive players. It's just Burnley's style is never going to be to go out and win four 0 They're never going to be those kinds of teams, at least not right now, um, especially under Sean Dice. But Burnley, to me, have had a fine season. I wouldn't say it's been good. I wouldn't say it's been bad. It's they're roughly where I predicted them to be, where I think yeah. they would have ended up, give just or take a position. We'll just call it a Burnley season for now. Yeah. <laughs> um, come back to Man City. Obviously, they won the game five 0 um, do you still expect them to be turning up every week come the end of the season, even though they've really got nothing to play for now? Yes. Yeah, I, I, I Pep do Guardiola, as well. Pep Guardiola is the kind of manager that isn't going to accept them to like phone it in. He'll, expect, he, he'll be annoyed with the season now, and he'll expect them to finish strong to remind everyone that they're, not, they're, no, they're still a top, top side. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. Stephen? Yeah, uh, yeah, I just think yeah, Pep Guardiola is not... Or let them slack off, and I think they've got to prove that they've still got it. I mean, this season's been disappointing. I think everyone in Man City will admit that, and I think they've still, I think they've got a point to prove at the end of the season to say, "Hey, we're still a top team. Don't count us out for next season." Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, we'll move on to the next one. Um, the other one of the other games we're going to pick up on was the Man United versus Sheffield game, where Man United won three nil. Did um, did you guys manage to see the whole game or bits of it? Uh, so bits of it. So bits yeah. of it. Um, yeah. Of it. I. Based on like United's play style sometimes this season and the way Sheffield are a team that is a bit more defensive, I didn't expect this to be an exciting game. I think I predicted this game to be something like 2-1 or what was my prediction? I predicted 2-1, yes. Um, you predicted 2-1 as well and Stephen predicted 1-0. One, yeah. So we all predicted yeah. kind of close games, like, low close games, yeah. None of us, none of us, I think, had in our minds that it was going to be 3-0 the way it was. Yeah. I mean, I, I watched the game. I have to say, I've been quite disappointed with the way Sheffield have started because I, I was expecting them to be fighting a bit more for the, um, maybe even the top four, let alone top six. Um, so it's been quite disappointing watching them. What I will say, though, is I thought, especially in the first half, I thought Man United played really well. 
Um, and they're su- su- suddenly kind of starting to look like a team coming together and maybe potentially even battling again for the Premiership in maybe future years. I thought the partnership of Fernandes and Pogba was working really well. But I, I, I have to say, I thought everything was coming through Fernandes in that game, um, mm-hmm. especially in the first half. He, he really looks like he's kind of got, got them playing around him at the moment. Uh, what do you think of the uh, impact he's had so far? Yeah, I think he's the sort of player Man United needed. I think they've really missed that creative player. You know, they Mata was supposed to be that for them, but he just, you know, he didn't really work out for whatever reason. So I think that's really what they're missing. I mean, they've got the attacking talent. They've got Rashford, they've got Martial. They just need, obviously, Pogba's kind of supposed to be that, but they've kind of been using him as a defensive sort of holding midfielder, which I don't think is his yeah. best position. So I think that creative out there is what they've really been missing and now they've got it in uh, Bruno Fernandes and think, uh, I just hope he can continue playing this well yeah. Do you think um, this will um, improve the chances of Pogba staying at United um, for further years? What do you think? Um, maybe I think my, my massive issue with United um, is the lack of consistency like we saw Martial Hattrick t- uh, this week but Martial has been so inconsistent while being at United, in my opinion. Rashford has had a good season, but once again, he still has inconsistencies. And Pogba, you never know what you're going to get in a game with Pogba. You're either getting one of the best players in the world or you're getting someone who's not even worth being on the pitch. Yeah, he has been very inconsistent. And that's the problem. Like Pogba, this game, like I saw the bit I remember was when he had the bit scale before Martial skied at high, where Pogba mm-hmm. went for like four Sheffield players. And you just, you're like, that's the Pogba that everyone expected to see and um, maybe Bruno Fernandes being there has helped this but even with their players like Maguire and De Gea it's right now the one the one word to describe United is inconsistent yeah because they'll think, have a game like this and then the next game they'll be bad yeah again. And I, I still think they have a lot of issues with their their back four and obviously De Gea at the moment hasn't been blowing the world away um Obviously, yeah. Wapasaka was a step in the right direction, but they need a new left back. I mean, Luke Shaw is just not consistent yeah. enough. I don't think they, yeah, and the centre back, I, I reckon. Maguire's okay on his day, but um, he, he yeah, you need a top. Next I, what means if, I, if you're making a list, in my opinion, like the top top centre backs in the world, like the top five or top 10, I, Maguire doesn't crack that list for me. I can name several centre backs, and I think that United, like Maguire's a solid captain kind of thing. Like he's got good leadership skills, he's got a good head on him, but I think you need a strong centre-back next to him. Someone like Koulibaly, um, although we've, there's been reports that he's apparently possibly going to City, we'll have to see. But if you get a centre-back like that in United's team, you've got a really terrifying team. Because all of United's great teams, especially under Ferguson, had great centre-backs. Ferdinand, Fidic, Stam. You yeah, know, like Fidic was class. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, it's, it's, it's true. Really lacking. I, I, I saw if, um, they said that Martial, um, his hat trick was the first hat trick a United player scored since I think 2013 when Van Persie wow. scored a hat trick. So just kind of, it, that, that kind of just shows you the uh, lack of a main presence up front they've really had since, uh, since yeah. Van Persie and the likes of Rooney were there, really, doesn't it? I mean, it has yeah. been the, uh, the last five, six years, it hasn't been great for United, has it? But I mean, it looks like uh, Solskjaer's finally maybe getting the team together. Um, the other interesting thing is the other interesting thing is you see, in my opinion, you don't see a, a team that wins unless you see like a, a dressing room that's all together in United. Like if you have infighting, yeah. you're never going to win. Mm. Um, and I think United, at least in the last few months, have looked like a dressing room that are kind of more, they've got, it, there's less egos and more yeah. determination. Like Maguire, Wan-Bissaka, Fernandez were all the right kind of players to bring in. Yeah, Rashford's kind of been treated as more of a serious starter, um, leader in the locker room. They, they're all they're now trying to focus more on a team that is willing to play together and get the result rather than egos and attitude problems. So mm. on that note, do you think that Pogba needs to go then? Because I think he's probably a big dampener on the dressing room. I, I would, I would have, yeah. If if I, I was going by the last game, I would. I mean, my my opinion has always been that Paul Pogba is a bad influence on the dressing room, and I, I, I think United would do much better if he wasn't there because I think he's just such a personality. Um, it kind of yeah. breaks it. But I mean, I, I I'd give him the benefit of the doubt for the rest of the season. See how well he does. See how well this United team does. Um, but I wouldn't yeah. say he's the the he's the the biggest necessity to them. 
at the moment if they're trying to build no. a new team together. I think the, I think bringing in Fernandez has finally allowed them to be able to realistically look at getting rid of Pogba because they didn't really have a great midfielder that can create, in my opinion. Yeah. With they only had Pogba. They brought in yeah. Fernandez, who's got the right mentality, the right attitude, and he wants to win, and he has that creative spark. So if you have Fernandez and Pogba together when they're both playing well, great. But you can, if Pogba's not willing to be one of the team and play his heart out, if you get rid of him for a decent amount of money, you bring in someone else who can, and then you've suddenly got a stronger team. You might not believe it, but um, we're actually going to do the job that BT didn't do the other day, and we're going to talk about the match <laughs> analysis of Manchester City versus Chelsea. Um, a great win for Chelsea. Uh, Chelsea did play, mm-hmm. and they did win. Uh, I know you, you might not know about it, especially if you're out and you're in your little bubble at the moment. But uh, yeah, I've watched the highlights. I've watched the highlights <laughs> and I'm, yeah, I'm grateful to Pulisic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you were saying. You, um, no, so Man City versus Chelsea. Chelsea obviously big City 2-1. Um, I was surprised. Um, I have to be honest, I was talking to my mate about this. We were doing our predictions. I did my prediction for the podcast, obviously, and I said 2-1 when I was being be, being overly nice because I really didn't think we were going to get much from the game. So I've been very happy with Chelsea's um, start, to be honest. I, and the, the thing is, I don't, even think, I don't even think we've... I mean, we've been playing overly great but we've won three games out of three so far so uh, did you guys see any of the game i saw the highlights and oh my god city absolutely gifted chelsea that win i mean what were oh, they doing defensively that, their defense was first all goal. over the place i mean it do could be more for chelsea mendy was do you, do you remember when mendy arrived in the league and it was he was going to be the best left back in the league 52 million yeah i mean if you i mean people were giving david luis hassel for the mistakes he made uh, in the Arsenal game against Man City. But yeah. Arsenal did not spend 52 million on David Luiz. Mendy's spent a lot of his time out injured. And, and, he's, he's, and he's got a Premier League and a World Cup. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But when you've got to look at it. If you're Guardiola, you've got to look at Mendy now and went, okay, this is not working. He's barely played for us, so he's injury prone or he's not got the right attitude. He's making mistakes like that. Yes, he's a great attacking left back, but if he's going to be making silly mistakes like that, we need someone else. We can't keep playing Sinchenko at left back. Um, we need... What about Angelino, who they um, obviously loaned out? He's been playing quite well for Leipzig. He's not yeah, Man City quality, a... though. Not my opinion. I'd probably agree with you, Stephen. I think when he did yeah. play for City, he didn't look that great. But, I mean, if, I mean, if they're looking for someone, I suppose he's been doing all right at Leipzig. And he'd be a good as backup, but as a main starting left back, yeah. no. Not if no I can see Angelino... I could see him being a replacement for Ben Chowell if he left Leicester. I think he's good enough to play at a team like Leicester Maybe. right now. Maybe, yeah. But um, City have got... Their team's past its peak now. A lot of their stars are quite old. Like, Aguero's injured again. Silva's, what, 33, 34 now? Yeah. You know, Walker's getting up there a bit. The company's left. Uh, Fernandinho's, yeah. what, 34, 35? Can't be counting on Verde and Otamendi as your back pairing. Obviously, I mean, like... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They've got Kevin De Bruyne, Sterling, Laporte. Um, I don't think Gabriel Jesus is good enough as a starting striker for them. Mm. Sani's going, you know. At City, Guardiola potentially together. going soon as well. Potentially, but I, I think City are in worse situation than a lot of people think. I think they're still great, and they'll still will be great. No, I, I agree with you actually. Yeah, no, I yeah. but when you when you lay it all out, like the players, and you look at where they are, and Kevin De Bruyne even said in an interview, I believe that if City were handed a two-year ban, as they could be, he would have to seriously consider moving because he, wa- he wants to win the Champions League. That, that's what he wants to do. He wants to be playing in the, against the best teams in the world. And if he can't do that at City, he'd go elsewhere. Mm. And if you already look at the players leaving or getting older, and then you take Kevin De Bruyne out, City are, City are in a really dangerous situation right now. It can go very wrong if the right moves are not made. Yeah, no, I mean, luckily on their side, they have a lot of money. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, yeah, see, yeah. Now, now company's gone, who do you see as the leader of this team? I mean, probably Fernandinho, he's probably going to go soon. So who is this leader of the City team? <sighs> it's a good question. Um, you'd argue Silver, and now Silver's going as well. Um, yeah. So I, yeah. I'd say Kevin De Bruyne. And I, 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 know, I know these podcasts make me sound like a fanboy. I do, and I'm not going to lie, I probably am. But when you look at like the mentality and the fact of like the De Bruyne doesn't start fights, he doesn't go out playing nasty. He's an ultimate professional. You know, he's the kind of guy. Do you think he's a leader? 
I think so. I think we've seen it a few times this season where he is. He's taking that team and he's the driving force. I always think centre-backs make better captains, in my opinion. Yeah, um, I've always thought that. I think so JT maybe, has made a perfect captain. But. Yeah, I think you see it with some... Like, when you think of the greatest captains, a majority of the time you tend to think of centre-backs or holding midfielders. So I don't know yeah. whether De Bruyne in his position... Like, I don't, maybe it's just that there's no uh, truth to my statement there, but I think he's the main leader in that dressing room now. He's the only one that... When you're looking at age and, like who you can build a team around because Fernandinho and Silva even this season were, they were too old to have your second your captain after company you need yeah. someone you can give the arm back to and can grow the team around and yeah I, so I, I think it's Kim De Bruyne right now Moving on to Chelsea obviously they've won um, both their games in the Premier League and they beat Leicester in the FA Cup um, yesterday as well I've, I just want to give a two couple of shout outs to some of the players who've been playing really well one Christian Pulisic he's the absolute um, beast for us at the moment well not beast but he's been playing the best out of everybody, and he's actually made Shades a really of good hazard. impact. Shades of hazard, potentially, yeah. Um, and I mean, he's only. Uh, do you know what I forget about Pulisic? He's only twenty-one. Like it feels like he's he, been around for ages. Onto the scene yeah. from such a young age. I think he was seventeen when he was yeah. starting to play seriously for Dortmund. Yeah, it's really good to see him starting to come come well at Chelsea as well. What do you think mm-hmm. of him, Stephen? Yeah, as, as a sort of not a Dortmund fan, but like a, an observer, I guess you could say. But yeah, I've I've always loved Christian Pulisic when he was at Dortmund, and I think his his weakness always was his finishing. But I think this year at Chelsea, he's really stepped it up. Like he's always been a great dribbler, he's always had great pace. But I think this year his finishing has really improved at Chelsea. I don't know. I mean, maybe um, the coaching stuff at Chelsea—that's what they've been mainly focusing on. But I've been really impressed with how Christian Pulisic has been finishing. So I think yeah. if he can keep this up, he can be a really good player for Chelsea. Yeah, I, I mean, for me at the moment, it looks like the only way it's up, especially if he's got Werner and Ziyech coming in to play alongside him. Um, it's yeah. looking pretty tasty mm. for, from my perspective. Uh, the other player yeah. I want to give a shout out to is actually someone who I think has been playing really well um, since the, this is the ceiling. And he doesn't normally get the praise, in my opinion, that he deserves. And that's Cesar Azpilicueta. Um, I think he's been playing really well. And when he came on uh, yesterday, especially as well, I know it's the FA Cup, but he, he, he did help give a presence to the team that they didn't have. Um, and obviously against um, who did we play for City? Um, he got two uh, Villa. Yeah, Villa. He, he he got two assists in that game. Um, and I He's just the leadership think, sh- uh, figure that Chelsea have, which Man City don't have. I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, but it's it's the thing. Uh, you just tell with Aspera he he loves the club and he he loves being there. And he's just um, he, yeah. He's really good, and I I think he's been one of our best. Well, I mean, fourth. Maybe three, four years ago, he was one of our best players, and I just, I think sometimes he gets overlooked when it comes to. Um, I think, I think, I think one of the most important things that Aspilicueta has that you know you talking about, he loves being at the club. I think those are the kind of players you want at a team. The team, the players that play for the name on the front of the shirt rather than back. I think you see it at, like Liverpool right now, where I think every single player is that. I think you see certain United players like Rashford and Fernandez. Um, I think City have got a couple of players like that. I think Chelsea have. Chelsea have a more now than they've had in recent years. I think a lot of their youngsters who you know grew up as Chelsea fans, they are playing for Chelsea, not for their own profile. I think mm-hmm. you see it with Aspilicueta as well. And I think it's a crucial thing to have in a team if you want to be a team that's challenging for a title. Yeah. And I think it's what Arsenal are lacking right now as yeah. well. Especially so. um, considering Chelsea have at the moment a fairly young team. Um, it's quite good to have that kind of leadership um, in there at the moment, even if he's not going to be playing all the games because he's got competition from the likes of Rhys James. Um, mm. But it's good to have him in the dressing room at the training ground. Um, if, you're Rhys James, if you're Rhys James, having Asper ahead of you as someone to met, who will mentor you and kind of like help you become the player you should be, you've got to be... If you're Rhys James, you've got to be counting your stars because there's not many better players to have it's a mentor, really, than Aspilicueta. No, no, he's, he is he is very good. I, I think Chelsea are playing well, and I'm glad, but um, there's definitely still room for improvement. Um, and you can definitely see the weak links in the team, especially mm. the left-back's position. Um, we, like, desperately need a left-back. De- um, arguably, Rudiger's not been playing fantastically, and we probably could do with another centre-back. But, I mean, it, it's looking like a good start for a team who could potentially be challenging for the title, maybe not next year, but the next, the year after. Potentially yeah. next year. But, You're just yeah. looking bright for Chelsea, let's just say that. Yeah. It is. 
I'm happy. I was, I'm happier now than I was under Sarri, put it that way. And oh, I know um, mm-hmm. a lot of Chelsea fans liked Sarri and a lot didn't like Chelsea. I, was, I, I personally wasn't that fussed with Sarri. I just thought the football we were playing was boring. Um, going to games, it was just a bit lacklustre. So, um, so at least it's good to... There's one because, team that have had a better start, in my opinion, than Chelsea. And that's only just... Because Chelsea beat Man City, which is... You know, it's, it's one of those things that any team that can do that in a season can brag about. Yeah. But there's one team that's played three times in the Premier League and won every single game, and that is Wolves. Oh, no, not Wolves. And Southampton Wolves, lost yeah. Arsenal. Lost to Arsenal. Wolves have, Wolves have won all three games. They are not letting up on Chelsea and United. And no. I'm really excited to see what Wolves will be like next year as well. Yeah, no, they are looking good. And draw race getting better as well. So it's going to be yeah. interesting. And it'll be interesting into the season to see um, how that top four spot goes. Because even Leicester now, they could be falling out of it. Yeah. Um, and also, if City, will keep pushing. if City do have the bat implemented, then the team that finishes fifth, like the team that finishes fifth, have to be thinking we could still be Champions League. Mm. So my question to you guys is then, before we wrap up this segment on the fixtures over the yeah. last week, your player of the week. Last week, we all gave our... Uh, player of the week. Who is your player of the week this week, Matt? I'm, I don't want to be biased, but um, oh, I'm going to be. Chelsea, <laughs> Chelsea, yeah, Chelsea picked up a big win against City, and they did beat Leicester. And I do think Pulisic um, has been playing very well. Um, so I, I, I do want to say Christian Pulisic, um, mm. just just for the impact he's had. Um, obviously, he's, he came on, um, started at left wing for Chelsea when the season started was lost to cheek, and I don't, I'm. I'm Personally, not sure about Loftus-Cheek yet. I think jury's out for him. Um, but Christian came into the team and he started playing really well and he obviously got the goal against City. And yeah, I, I think he's been a big big improvement since he's came back from his injury. Um, so yeah, I'm going to go Christian Pulisic. What about you, Stephen? I'm going to say Ethan Pinnock from Brentford. I mean, hey. what a signing he's been. I mean, if you said at the start of the season Brentford would have one of the best, the second best defensive record in the league, I would have thought, yeah, you were high. Like, Brentford have always been a team that's really good on attack, but we always concede stupid goals. But this season, bringing in Pontus Janssen and Ethan Pinnock has made us an absolute fortress. I mean, they have been, both of them have been absolutely incredible. But Ethan Pinnock, just for being consistent, and, you know, I think uh, Janssen's been injured and stuff. So I think Ethan Pinnock, I mean, also the fact that he's come from non league, he's grinded his way up to this level, and he's just been absolutely outstanding. I mean, I've nothing but praise for Ethan Pinnock, he's been amazing this season. Good. So I'll keep an eye out, actually. I want to watch more Brentford games, obviously. Um, you got another big win the other day. Um, yeah, he was key to our win against West Brom. He was yeah, absolutely nice. key. It's, it's looking good. What about you, then, Ant? If I'm being biased, I'm saying uh, Fabinho. Um, I think Very he was incredible goal. against Palace. Good goal, assist for the Salah game. He's just... Fabinho at the start of the season was excellent. He came back from injury and he was looking a bit... He wasn't looking great. We saw that in the game against Chelsea with Billy Gilmore. Made him look a bit stupid. But... Fabinho, to me, is one of the best holding midfielders in the league. And we saw that against Palace and even saw that against Everton. He, he's so aggressive in that middle of the park. So, if I'm being biased, Fabinho, if not, I'm giving it to Christian Pulisic as well. I think the goal was wonderful because getting the ball at the halfway line for Mendy's mistake is one thing. But to be able to drop the pressure of two, two players and then get it past Edison, who has been a decent keeper over the past few years, Pulisic right now is starting to show why Chelsea were great for getting him and I'm interested to see what he does next so yeah one of those two so we're going to move on now to the bit which Anthony has been licking his lips waiting for <laughs> sitting there with that little smile on his face and his little Liverpool shirt um, <laughs> so basically yes we all know the big story Chelsea have won the Premier League once again for another team and it was Liverpool this year uh, the first ever Premier League title which Liverpool have ever won Anthony how do you feel that Frank Lampard has won. No, I'm joking. How do you feel? <laughs> I have won the Premier League. Can't put it into words. Like it hasn't fully set in yet. Like it, you know, I mean, I think because it's to me, I kind of knew we were going to win for a few months now. I've had time to like you know be happy about it, to be like emotional about it. So it's more like an. I knew it was coming, and now it's happened. But to get it. After all, like my whole life, Liverpool have not won the Premier League. As a Liverpool fan, I've seen time and time again where we've just missed out, and it's been disappointing. But you know, we've we've had success elsewhere in the Champions League, but the Premier League was the one we all wanted. It was the one that we've been waiting for, and it's the one that I'm finally happy that we've won. 
and I, I think that I don't I know people will be making comments and like oh you know there's an asterisk next to it I honestly think if you're a football fan you cannot deny that Liverpool were the best team in the league this season and they fully deserve this yeah, no, no, old, yeah. Old, old, old jokes aside and aside the fact that Frank Lampard won the Premier League for Liverpool before Stephen Gerrard did um, <laughs> Liverpool okay, it, there's, there's no lies that Liverpool have been the outstanding team this season um, they've been building up for years ever since Jürgen Klopp came in um, before that Liverpool weren't doing great with Rodgers and Hodgson and whoever else they had um, and yeah no, they deserve it they do deserve it because um, he's he's done a great job. Um, what, how how would you describe, in a word, the job that Jurgen's done, Anthony? Um, unbelievable. I I think when you look at it in like he's done it in five years, le- less than five years actually, because he came in October twenty fifteen. Um, mm-hmm. And when you think about like Liverpool were like eighth or ninth at that time when he came in, they weren't playing well. They didn't have a great team. And he's built them up season after season. He's he's got he's brought in players who at the time weren't big players and have become some of the best players in the world. You know, Liverpool now are like they're big financial giant. They've been high turnovers. You know, Nike sponsorship deal. They've got large fan base, and now they've got the players that beforehand Liverpool would have great players that would like move on. Torres wants to go to Chelsea. Suarez wants to go to Barcelona. Coutinho wanted to go. Starry Chan wanted to, to leave. To Chan wanted to leave to win trophies. Whatever. There's not a single player I think in that Liverpool team that would right now choose to play anywhere else besides Liverpool. I think they all want to be there. They all want to win. They all want to play for Klopp. And I honestly think when you think about Liverpool's great managers in history, Shankly, Paisley, Fagan, I think Klopp is up there with the best now. I think he's Liverpool's greatest manager since Bob Paisley left in 1984. And- well, and you say it's unbelievable, but in my opinion, I think it's very believable. I mean, we've seen what Jurgen Klopp's done in the past, how he turned Dortmund from a very average, you know, sort yeah. of up there, but not really Dortmund team to an absolutely world-class Dortmund team who beat Bayern to the title. So I think, you know, Jurgen Klopp, he's proved in the past he's a top coach and he can build teams slowly over time if you give him the, the patience and the money to do so. So actually, I think it's very believable. I think Jurgen Klopp was, you know, as soon as he took over, I think he was going to do great things for Liverpool, given his pass at Dortmund. Mm-hmm. I remember where I was when it was announced because we lost, we got, we sacked Rogers, and the two front runners were Ancelotti and Klopp. And I was, I would have been happy with Ancelotti; he's a great manager. But I wanted Klopp. I felt he was a better fit. And I remember when I, I was, I was back when I lived in India. I was, um, it was a football tournament. I was coaching uh, a team, and I remember I was out by the pitch. I checked my phone because it wasn't our team playing, and I saw Sky Sports announced Liverpool signed Klopp. And I remember just like, just smile on my face. And I turned to, because uh, I was assistant coach, I turned to the coach and I, I went, that's it. That, that, that's the decision that's going to make us back to where we should be. And he did it. So there's a short story about Anthony's time playing football manager. Um, <laughs> no, 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 I'm joking. I'm joking. Um, yeah, but no, so what, what do you think's been the biggest positives and the biggest negatives from Liverpool season anyway? If, you can, if there is any negatives, of course. Um, yeah, and go and take it away. Um, positives, quite a few. I think Trent Alexander-Arnold's been an incredible player this season. I think he's improved immensely. Yeah, yeah. I, I think he's went from being one of the best. I think he's went from being a good player to one of the best players in the Premier League to now being one of the best players in the world. Um, I think he's the best right back in the world. I know. I know people talk about his defensive stuff, but. I, I think I'd, you'd have Trent in your team before almost any other right back, in my opinion. I think Van Dijk, you know, Van Dijk's Van Dijk has a bad game when he's a seven out of ten. Like right now, Van Dijk's average at this point is eight out of ten. He's been outstanding. Um, okay, I'll focus on downsides for this season. Champions League, <laughs> I, I, the old, there, there yeah, was Champions League's the only yeah. one I think about. Champions League. And, there, there was a little moment in time where you went on a, about three games, three or four games maybe, where you weren't playing great. Yeah, um, but that's yeah, about it, which really. was also when Henderson was out, funnily enough. But League Cup, you know, maybe. I, I, am I upset we didn't go in principle? Sure, but if you told me, if you had asked me to start a season, you win the league but you lose to Watford three 0 I'll be like, yeah, take it. You win the league but you get knocked out of the Champions League, take it. You know what I mean? Like all these yeah, things yeah. that are disappointing now is because of how well we played this season. If you go to the start yeah. of the season, 
I'm I'm happy. Like Southampton yeah, I mean, just wants to win yeah. the Premier League. Yeah, it's a no-brainer. I think even when when Chelsea won the league under Mourinho, I think we lost to Middlesbrough three 0 I think one game. Um, yeah. So yeah, I mean, it's, it's like it's there's, there's always going to be some sort of dip. You just got. But what separates the best teams from the worst is that even when they're not playing well, they're still picking up wins. Yeah. Uh, who so, who were the stand-up players for you guys? Because obviously, as a Liverpool fan, I'll have my opinions based on watching all the time. But yeah. from outside perspectives, what... from, from an outside perspective, I I, I think Marnes played very well this season. Um, I, I think yeah. Marnes been a standout, and obviously, um, I know it's cliche now, but Van Dijk is a big important player for Liverpool. Um, mm-hmm. So they're, they're the two I'd go for. What about you, Stephen? I think someone who's kind of gone under the radar is Fabinho. Um, I think Fabinho has been absolutely amazing, and. How he just pops up sometimes with a forty-yard banger. I mean, that that sort of, you know, that long shot can win a game. You know, yeah. when there's, you know, it's deadlocked and Fabinho can just bang one from outside the box. Yeah, and that's the kind of thing, yeah. That's the kind of thing Chelsea miss. We don't have that kind of midfielder who can score um, goals like that, really. Um, yeah. So yeah, I mean, you've got to say the fullbacks too. The fullbacks have just been outstanding. Oh, I mean, phenomenal. And I believe that besides the front three, the top goal scorers for Liverpool this season are actually Trent and Van Dijk. Because um, Van Dijk is just a menace from a set piece or a corner. Um, and Trent, you know, Trent's tr- creativity numbers are up there with Kevin De Bruyne and he's playing as a fullback. Mm. You know what I mean? I think Henderson also needs praised because while people have written him off his whole career and, you know, oh, he's an average player, when you look at him as a captain and a leader in the locker room, you know, well, he was many people's picks for PFA Player of the Year, weren't he? Um, yeah, so. yeah, and you can't honestly. I, I think no Liverpool player will win it because there's so many Liverpool players that could. They'll divide the fault. Just give it to De Bruyne. <laughs> well, that's what I think will happen. Because remember, yeah. United's uh, treble winning season. There was so many United players that could have won it, and none of them did because they divided the fault. There's not one player for Liverpool that can win. Mm. You, know, you have Mane, Salah, Van Dijk, Henderson, Trent. You know. Who um so how can Liverpool improve for next season? Who can they bring in? Are there any positions they need to improve on? Squad depth. Mm. Squad depth. That's that's the biggest thing because a lot of the stars are in the prime right now, so you're not looking to replace them just yet. Mm. Um, you know, you, the front three are all twenty eight, fan like twenty nine. Would you have taken Werner? Yes, a, I would have. Yeah, as as, would as have. someone who could take for me in those place. Oh, over time, yes. I don't think he would have taken Firmino's place next season, but over time, he would have. He would have been a great one to have on the bench and rotate with Firmino, and then the season after. I, yeah, I, I do. I do remember we were in the pub actually, and you were going on about Werner to Liverpool, saying how good of a <laughs> player he would be. But look where we are now. Oh yeah, they got to get a new backup striker. I mean, Origi is not. And if Firmino gets injured for whatever reason and Origi, you've got to start him, I mean, that's disastrous for yeah. Liverpool, I think. Um, did it so, when yeah. it counted, though. Got to give to be to fair, him. he has stepped up. He has stepped up when it counts. Yeah, it's you can't <laughs> think keep getting lucky, you know. The thing that'll be interesting to see is do Liverpool sign a backup striker or do they go with Brewster instead of Origi, who's a good young striker who's had a decent spell at Swansea? You know, you've got some good young players. You've got Williams, Harvey Elliott, Curtis Jones, all these young players who could be players that feature more next season. I think but, yeah. the two players I want to see Liverpool at least be interested in, and that's Adam Atriori. I think he'll be a great player, young player to have on the bench, especially with Shakiri going. Good player to have anyway. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I think I think he's if if Liverpool if the Premier League had a most improved player like award, I'd give it to Adam Traore this season. But I also think the other name I saw like this this week, who's he's a bit older, he'll be a free agent, but he's a great midfielder, is Thiago from Bayern. That'd be a very he's good been, signing. Yeah. He's been linked to Premier League. Where Lalan and Lovren are probably going. That's a lot of wages freed up. Klein's going. A lot of wages yeah. freed up. So I think Thiago. Yeah. As a player that, and he, he, the only problem is, who do you take out of that Liverpool midfield form realistically? But yeah. if you rotate the way Klopp has done, it shouldn't matter. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, it, it's 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 between Hendo and uh, obviously whoever's playing out of box, Wiggy, and I mean, obviously if Wiggy goes, that is, I would be. Yeah, they're they're all good players. I'd be very scared if Liverpool actually signed Trial Ray and Thiago. <laughs> for next season I, I think they're reasonable players though because Trial yeah, due to coronavirus 
is not as much as you would have thought originally. He's probably less than 50 million based on that. Um, mm. And Thiago would be a free transfer, so... Yeah, no, that'd be a very good What about a backup fullback? Because obviously, you know, Klein's going to go. Yeah. Who, and then, who's, you know, well, who have you got if Alexander Arnold gets injured or suspended or whatever? Well, we have, we have Neto Williams, who I honestly think will replace Trent at right back when and Trent moves into the midfield in time. I think he's, a, he, he's played a lot in the Cups for us and he's got a few goals and assists. Hmm. We also have Hoover as well, who's the other young right back as well, who's exceptionally talented. I think they, Liverpool got quite a good. Sorry? Are they English? Um, no, I Hoover's think Williams Dutch. is Welsh and Hoover's Dutch. Um, yeah. I was just going to say, yeah, no, I was just, I was just thinking of how many right backs the England squad have potentially to choose from. In the I think Liverpool, known Klopp and I think Liverpool choose to go with youth. Like they've got a couple of decent young left backs who are a bit. You, you play them during preseason, during cup games, and they do well. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see if you start trusting them a bit more. Yeah. Yeah, and you've you've got old reliable and uh, uh, Jimmy Milner, uh, so I think Liverpool might bring the left like a backup left back more than a backup right back, but I think they need more reinforcement up front. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's safe to say, no matter how they go in the summer, um, these are the best years of Liverpool's recent in, lives. <laughs> I've got a couple of I've got a couple of records they could still break because you know they've they've already built the record for winning the league with the most games remaining now. Um uh I've got a couple here and I want to see if you guys think they can break these or if you think they'll fall short. So yeah, the first one is most wins in a season, which is currently held by Man City with thirty two when they get hundred points. Liverpool currently have twenty eight wins oh, and they have well, yeah, seven games remaining. Yeah they'll they'll get they'll get four they'll get five out of seven. Yeah. Yeah probably. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's if they don't go off the ball, you know. Yeah. I, I that don't means think you think, think if they win five of the next seven, they will then also break Man City's 100 point total record. Liverpool yeah. currently have 86. Yeah, I think they um, will. Yep. I think the next do it, one yeah. is most home wins. It's currently held. United, City, and Chelsea have all won 18 at home. Liverpool have currently won 16. And the three remaining home games are against Villa, Burnley, and Chelsea. Do you think Liverpool could be the first team to win all games at home in a season? Do you know what? I think they'll draw. I think they'll. I think they'll. Um, they'll, they'll draw with uh, the teams you said previously. All of them. You think they'll draw with all of them, or no, not not as in draw, but I think in terms of um, how, how many did you say was the record at the moment? Sixteen. No, the record is eighteen. They can 18. get nineteen still. I reckon they'll get eighteen, and I reckon they'll 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 be joined. Yeah, I think yeah. Chelsea will want to get a point in that game, and you know, with Villa, they're a bit of a wild card at the moment. You know, so yeah, and the last, the last record is the biggest point margin, which is held by City once again with nineteen points. Liverpool currently have a point margin of twenty-three <laughs> over Jesus Man Christ. City in second place. The joke is, I think. Hang on, I want to check something. I just want to have a bit of a giggle loves here. His, loves his bloody record, doesn't he? Yeah, I do. <laughs> so. Right. So see third place Leicester <laughs> They are 31 points Behind Liverpool And are 34 points ahead of Norwich So Basically <laughs> Chelsea And the teams below them are closer To relegation than they are to first place right now I still think we've got a chance <laughs> um, Yeah, no, yeah look, Okay look I don't, I don't want to just sit here Kissing um, your backside uh, But um, no, I think, I think Liverpool will break all them records That you've said Maybe yeah. par the home one I, I think I think the same thing I think they'll get the home one More than the point one Than the uh, Point one I think actually I think the home record one's more likely um, I don't think we've, we've not lost to Chelsea At Anfield in a while out, out, um, in the Premier League Do you think Liverpool can go ahead and win next season? What I means? do you think that This is a Klopp yeah, can win more I, than the one? If, if, if I'm doing my prediction off the top of my head Now um, for, for next year I think, I think Liverpool will win again uh, The league For me it all depends um, on who City sign in the summer Yeah If City can bring in a top quality left, uh, left back And a top quality centre back Then I think it will be close again but I think City have got to get those quality players in, otherwise Liverpool are just going to steamroll it again. Um, do you think they can... So they've won three trophies this season. Admittedly, two of them are due to winning the Champions League, Super Cup and the Club World Cup. 
do you think Liverpool can win more than just the Premier League next season? Do you think they can maybe build on this and go for a double or a tri- treble? If if I uh, yeah, I mean it's it's possible. Um, the Champions League is always so hard to predict. I mean, mm-hmm. it, when when it comes down to the last sixteen, it really just comes down to a lot of luck at times. Um, yeah. So it, it it would be t- it would be hard. Um, FA Cup, League Cup would be hard as well. I mean, I think FA- the League Cup. Man City just always seem to win the League Cup every year. And Chelsea yeah. always seem to do well in the game. FA. Yeah. It's, yeah, I mean, like the FA Cup, Chelsea have always been very good in that as well. So, yeah, I think that would be hard to call. Um, I, they could easily get a double, but um, it, it really depends what the competition is like next season and if teams improve. Okay, we're now going to move on to our last bit. Uh, we're going to be talking about our fixture predictions for the next round of fixtures in the Premier League. I've just had a quick glimpse over them. Uh, there were some really tough ones to predict in here. Um, yeah, and there's I'm some exciting games, that. some boring are, games. and. I, it's really tough um, to, um, to to predict. Um, we're we're going to okay. We're going to start with Crystal Palace versus Burnley, which I believe is tonight, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, probably won't watch it myself. Yeah. I'm going to go for two one to Palace. Uh, what, what, what do you think, Ant? I think I'm thinking along similar lines. I'm going to go for three two to Palace. 3-2. Big goal-scoring game in Palace versus Burnley. Fair play. <laughs> I don't think it'll be an exciting game. I think it'll be, I think it'll be a few goals, though. What do you think, Steve? I'm going to say 1-0 to Burnley. 1-0 to Burnley? Yeah, Burnley are the 1-0 merchants. I think they're going to do it. Um, yeah, no, as much as I didn't want to put Palace down to win, I just think they've had an all-right start. Um, and I think it comes down to I mean, Burnley's inconsistency I mean, is what I'm going they, for. They had, a, they had a good game against Bournemouth, but they, they didn't play well against Liverpool. Yeah, but um, I mean, to be honest, they got not much to play for. I, I can see them picking up a win. I don't know. Yeah, I'll be at home. They're above Burnley in the table right now, so. Yeah. So yeah, okay. I'll go two one Burnley, and then obviously you've got yours. <laughs> um, moving on, Brighton versus Man United. Stephen, what do you think? Um, I think Man United are going to be confident after hammering Sheffield United. So I'm going to say two nil to Manchester United. I think 2-1 to United. I think one's going to be confident, but I just don't think they're secure enough at the back yet. I think Brighton will get a scrappy goal. 2-1. I'm going to take a risk. I'm going to say 1-0 based on well. Brighton's form at the moment. They've been doing all right. They've been getting draws. Yeah. Um, and I just think it'd be quite funny United, quite a United thing to do to go and have a good win and then come back and screw up against someone else. Uh, so yeah, I'm going to go 1-0. <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to go for one all. It depends. Um, it depends what mood Fernandez is in. I think, but yeah, no, mm. one all. Uh, Bournemouth versus Newcastle, and oh god, um, Bournemouth need to get a win. I'm going to go for one 0 Bournemouth. I am going to say because same as you, Bournemouth desperately need to win, and I think they've got harder fixtures coming up. So I'm going to go two 0 Bournemouth, Stephen. Yeah, I'm going to say 2 1 to Bournemouth. I think Bournemouth have to win this game. If they want to yeah. stay up, they have to. Yeah, it is a must win for them. Um, so, yeah, interesting that we're all picking them to win. Um, Everton versus Leicester City. I am going to go for 1 1. I think it'll be yeah, a draw. Leicester haven't been playing well, have they? They're so far, no. they've kept getting draws. Is it weird, though, that due to how Everton have played under Ancelotti and due to Leicester this season, I'm actually kind of interested in this game. I think it might be a, a, a dark horse for game of the week, maybe. It could be, yeah, it could be. Um, it, yeah, because you could have Vardy playing well. You have Calvert-Lewin and Ricarlison, obviously, who are pretty, doing pretty well. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to go one or What do you reckon, then, Stephen? Um, based on how these teams have been playing, I'm going to say nil-nil. I, you know, this... Teams haven't had high-scoring games. I'm just That's that say game of the week you were talking about, Ant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I disagree, Manchester. Yeah, I think these teams have just been not been at it, really. I mean, Everton yeah. defended well against Liverpool, don't get me wrong, but yeah, I just think they're two teams that haven't really been going forward well recently. So, no, no. No, no. Um, what was yours again, sorry, Ant? Did you I say it after Blake yeah. Scott? Yeah, uh, I was going to say I yeah. it. I'm about to make it I had a bit of a brain bump. Due to Leicester's poor start and the fact that they're going to want to hang on to the third-place spot, I think Leicester will come out guns blazing in this one. I think after losing in the FA Cup, they'll, especially after drawing to Brighton and Watford, they can't really afford to have another poor showing. So I'm going to go for 2-0 to Leicester. Ooh. Interesting. <laughs> I, I back it. I back it. I think Leicester can win tonight. I buy your confidence. 
Yeah, I'm Myra. Um, Arsenal versus Norwich. Let's see how good your confidence is on this one. <laughs> and what um, do you reckon? Oh, I mean, we all predicted them to lose to Southampton. We didn't. Arsenal have been better at home. Norwich have bottom. I'm going to go for 2 now again. Yeah, obviously, Arsenal have not been very not been very good but Norwich have probably been even worse so I'm going to say 3-0 to Arsenal I just think Norwich are done they're down yeah I'm basically going you um, Nor- Nor- Norwich just they've, they've given up and I think Arsenal they'll be picking up wins against the smaller size selection uh, smaller teams even like they do um, I'm going to go 3-1 Arsenal um, West Ham versus Chelsea this is actually quite important game for West Ham as well, especially consider, uh, depending on the Bournemouth result before them. Uh, Stephen, what do you reckon? I'm going to say 3-1 to Chelsea. Um, Chelsea have been Chelsea. playing really well. Even though I said Man City would beat Chelsea, I said don't count Chelsea out that game. And um, I should have really predicted them to win, but whatever. I just think Chelsea have been pretty good. And West Ham, even though they do need wins, I don't think it's going to go, uh, come against Chelsea. I think they're just going to have to take the loss here and hope they win their next games. What do you think, Ant? I think, going back to our first podcast, Matt, I think you were right about how Chelsea would play. All the players are fight, like fighting for their, their spots in next year's lineup. Yep. So I think Chelsea are going to win this one 3-1. They've not been brilliantly well. defensively, but yeah, yeah 3-1 to Chelsea. Yeah, um, no, I, I agree it comes down to that. Um, I think it would come down to who's starting. I assume Pulisic will be starting. Um, I wouldn't be surprised to see maybe Barkley getting into the side for the starting lineup again like he did against um, City. Um, but I, I'm, I'm going to go 2-1. I'm going to make it tighter, but I'm going to say 2-1 to Chelsea. Um, and I absolutely hate the fact that we've all got Chelsea to win this now because that doesn't deem well with me. Uh, but yeah, and um, no, no, Chelsea, it would be the most Chelsea thing ever to start so well and then go and lose to West Ham, like we already have done this season already at home. Um, yeah, but, but no, West Ham are playing much worse now, aren't they? Yeah. They're, they've been like rotten the second half of the season. Like, Yeah, I, I mean, uh, there's not good things in West Ham's future for me, personally. I'm looking at, at the, the relegation and battle right now and it's, it's you'll actually be able to- really exciting. <laughs> You'll be able to see my views on West Ham in a future article, which I'm planning on writing uh, yep. <laughs> for end-to-end.online. Um, okay, uh, we'll move on to the next one. Sheffield versus Spurs. I think this is going to be the most Mourinho game ever. I'm going to go for nil-nil. Stephen? Oh, Sheffield United have just been poor, really, since the restart. They have been rubbish. Um, so I'm going to say 2-0 to Tottenham. I just think Sheffield United have just capitulated. I don't know what's happened to them. Anthony? Um, I think I, th- I kind of agree with both of you. I think Tottenham winning, but I also think it's going to be a very dull Mourinho game. I'm going 1 0 to Spurs. Um, I think that's fair. No, I have a question for you guys about Sheffield, but. I'll, no, no, please do it. Uh, so we're talking about how bad poor Sheffield have been since the restart. Do you think that's because. I mean, all, I think all of us were surprised by how Sheffield played this season. So I don't know, maybe, maybe they're just not playing how we would have originally expected them to. Like, 10th place yeah, for a, a side that's just come up or wherever they'll finish, 9th, 10th, 8th, is a really reasonable finishing spot. Yeah, you know, it, it, it'd be yeah. interesting to see how they would have been doing if um, the season hadn't been paused. If they Was were Sheffield the team that came up in the playoffs? I can't remember the right. No. no, they won the league. They won the league. Oh, sorry, they won the league. Yeah, but Villa won the playoffs. Like, yeah, yeah, Villa and Norwich are both in the relegation battle, whereas you've got Sheffield who are, until the restart was then we thought could potentially be a Europe team yeah. so I mean maybe our, maybe everyone's thoughts on Sheffield are like because of how well they played up we've kind of put them at a higher place than they probably maybe yeah. maybe just losing the momentum might have costed them yeah yeah that, that's probably what happened actually yeah. but yeah okay. so I have Spurs winning one now cool okay moving on this is what I think potentially could be the game of the week um, probably yeah. not surprisingly Man City versus Liverpool um, I'll... always a good game yeah, and the thing is, they've now both got nothing to play for. I think they're not going to hold much back. Um, so I'm going to go for two all. It's hard to tell because Liverpool will come out in one or two ways. Either we've won the league, let's relax now. Or, right, we've won the league, let's make sure we have the best cam- campaign a team's ever had in a season. So I think it's going to be 2-1 to Liverpool. I think 2-1, yeah. 2-1 Liverpool. Cemented it, Stephen. I'm going to say 3-2 to Liverpool. I think this is going to be a high-scoring game. I think both teams are going to going to want to point, uh, prove, you know, prove a point. Uh, so I'm going to say 3-2. Okay. 
Yeah, okay, so we're all expecting goals, put it that way. I'm sure it'll yeah. be a good game. Um, Norwich versus Brighton. Uh, oh, Jesus Christ. I mean, I'm, I apologise <laughs> if you have to watch this game. My God. Um, <laughs> yeah. Apology, apologies to any Norwich or Brighton fans out there. I, I know a Brighton fan. He probably won't be happy at me saying that. But yeah, this is going to be a horror show. It's going to be a dull affair. I'm going to say 1-0 to Brighton. I think Brighton have to win and they're probably going to win. So 1-0 to yeah. Brighton. I, I'm, I'm going yeah, to go 2-0 Brighton. Um, I, again, I'm just not expecting much from Norwich anymore. And Brighton are comfortable, to be honest, in the relegation battle. They're like more than comfortable. Yeah. But I also think this game's incredibly dull. I think 1-0 to Brighton in a snooze fest. Yeah, Lewis um, Dunk had it from a corner. <laughs> <laughs> the five, dream. Five, Big five Chelsea minutes. fan, Dunk. Know that? Big Chelsea five fan. Five minutes in and then nothing for the next 85. Yeah, yeah, maybe. <laughs> um, Leicester versus Crystal Palace. Anthony? 2-0 Leicester, probably. Did I, not predict, I predicted Leicester to win 2-0 last time, didn't I? Against Everton. Yeah, 2-0 um, yeah, Leicester. I think you'll see Fardy finally... Start scoring. Um, and I think Madison should do something. So, yeah. Will he be do back know. from injury? Will he be back in? Oh, no, God. I can't believe he got. I don't know. Mm. Never mind. Never mind about uh, Madison. Someone else then. <laughs> yeah, someone uh, else. Tillemans. Yeah. Tillemans. Yeah. Tillemans. Yeah. Right. Stephen? Yeah. I said in the last game, it's going to be a new novel. And I think they're going to draw that game and then be like, crap, we actually need to get some wins together. And against Palace, they really want to win this if they want to be in the top four. So I'm going to say, I'm going to go with Anthony and say 2-0 to Leicester. I think they have to win this game. Yeah, I, I, I think Leicester are going to win as well. Um, but I think it's going to be a pretty dull game. I think I'm, I'm going to go 1-0 Leicester. Um, and this game, this game could be interesting. Man United versus Bournemouth. I'm going to say 3-0 to Man United. Um, Man United. Yeah, I just don't think Bournemouth can win this game. I just yeah, yeah Man United are going to win. Easy. Yeah, I, I'm personally, I'm, I'm, I'm starting to think because I think Bournemouth will beat Newcastle. Um, I, I, I'm predicting that the relegation battle is really going to come down to the wire between them, uh, between yeah. West Ham, yeah. Bournemouth, and Watford. Um, Most of them go don't have Bournemouth. easy run-ins. Yeah, no, they don't. Um, so I'm going to go Bour- uh, Bournemouth to lose this one. Um, I think Man United are going to win two-one. Two-one, Anthony. See, this is the annoying thing about United. They're so inconsistent. This could either be a really high-scoring, dominant fixture, like a 4-1, or it can be yeah. a 1-0 where they play badly. And I yeah, do not I know what wrong. United we're going to see. I'm going to join you, Matt, and go 2-1. I think it's in the middle. I think, yeah, 2-1 to United. Okay. Uh, this should be a fun game for us all to, uh, to um, pick out. Um, we haven't been that uh, nice about one of these teams and we've been very nice about the other team uh, Wolves versus Arsenal Anthony well you seem to not be nice about Arsenal but even Arsenal fans realise now they're not a top side anymore <laughs> and they know they know uh, they're a cup team for the, for the next year or two at least um, and we're, we're basically a Wolves fan on this podcast now that's what they've done they oh, what they play, they play, we've they all got a Dharma nice Troy already We've got yeah. Adama Traore on posters in our bedroom and everything. Um, Raul Jimenez and Ruben Neves as well. Conor Cody. Um, I've been following Doherty since the championship days, I have. <laughs> um, I've got my Ravens stereo mask on. Loving it. Oh, I do not know. Like I say, Arsenal have won three games away from home now. Um, but Wolves are much better than the teams they beat. So I'm going for 3-1 to Wolves. That's exactly what I've put. I'm going 3-1 Wolves. <laughs> <laughs> 3-1 Wolves. Stephen? As you said about Chelsea, I think with Wolves, they're in the same position where I think all of those players want to play for Wolves. They really enjoy being in a Wolves shirt. And right. I think that their defence is so solid. I don't think they're going to concede. I'm going to say 2-0 to Wolves. I think the Wolves are just so solid. I, I didn't realise how close it was between third and sixth place. It's going to be tight. It's going to be yeah. tight. Yeah. Well, United have given hand as well. So. It's yeah. going to be tight. Uh, Chelsea versus Watford. Um, I'll start this one off. Um, I, I'm getting concerned that I've, uh, this would be if Chelsea won, would be their fifth win in a row since the uh, comeback. Um, I don't want to get too excited, but at the same time, at home to Watford, and the fact that I think it's going to go down to the wire between them, Bournemouth and West Ham, I'm going to go two nil Chelsea, and I'm going to go for us to actually yeah. keep a clean sheet for once as well. Well, I suppose we kept a clean sheet yesterday, but. You know, they've been a rarity most, most yeah. of the season. So, yeah, so, I'm going to go 2-0 Chelsea. I think 
when you, when you're saying Chelsea have won every game so far, I think the thing is they'll note at least none of us expected Chelsea to beat Man City. We didn't expect it to be like a Man City blowout, but we didn't we expected Man City to win. So I still think Chelsea I think Chelsea will win this game. I think it'll be three one. Because I don't think they'll be able to keep a clean sheet, Matt. I'm sorry, but yeah. I think they'll score. So yeah, three one. Big day in me, probably. <laughs> bullying all the big bullying Christensen at the back, probably. I'll no, probably. I think it'll be a Simone goal. I'm not kidding. <laughs> okay. Stephen. I've got a bit a bit torn here. Even though I do think Chelsea will easily win this game, I kind of want to throw a spanner in the works too and just, you know, go a bit spicy for the sake of it. Couldn't you have done know. that for the Arsenal? Oh, I suppose you did do it for the Arsenal game. <laughs> but no, nah, I can't. I just can't see what for winning. So I'm going to say 2 1 to Chelsea. Lovely. Burnley so versus. 2 0, 3 1, 2 1. Yeah. Lovely. Burnley versus Sheffield. Well, this is just Anthony. Fest, isn't yeah. It? I, don't I, don't, I don't say that to me being to Sheffield, but they've, they've played well, but they've not played, you know, must watch football. I think Sheffield need to win, truthfully. I think Sheffield win 1 0. Stephen? I think Sheffield need to win, but I'm not sure if they will. I'm going to say one all. I think uh, yeah. very, two very solid teams. So I, f- I think this is going. Yeah, I think this is going to come down to my thoughts about Burnley's inconsistency for the rest of the season again. Um, I'm going to go two one to Sheffield on the basis I think they might start picking up again. Um, yeah. but again, they this need could, to. Otherwise, they're going to fall yeah. down the table. But they, they, this could really go either way. So I. I yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going it's to go a close to... game, I think. Talking about a game that could go either way, Newcastle versus West Ham. That could be a toughie. Um, I'm going to go 1-0 Newcastle. Again, just because I'm I'm being quite harsh to West Ham at the moment. And I do think West Ham are going to be the team that get relegated alongside um, Norwich and probably Villa. Um, what do you think, Stephen? Yeah, Newcastle haven't been that consistent either, and I think Newcastle are safe. They're not really going to go down, so they don't really have anything to play for. So I'm going to say mm. this is the game where West Ham actually try and fight back, and I'm going to say West Ham are going to win 2-1. Fair I'm boost. not 100% confident in my prediction, but I'm, West Ham have got to win this game if they want yeah. any chance of staying up. So yeah. I'd give them the benefit of the doubt here. Yeah. Um, West Ham have been impressive, especially going forward. Uh, this game, to me, Newcastle haven't been impressive going forward either, actually. They... Um, have only scored 29 goals this season, which is one of the lowest in this league, I believe. I think only Norwich have scored less. Um, yeah. I have this being no, no, I have, I have it been no, no, written all over. Liverpool versus Aston Villa. Start with you, man. At Anfield, um, especially if they're going after that home record. This is got, this is a Liverpool win. It's just whether it's, you know, because I, I, predict, I predicted a low scoring game against Palace and they won 4 0. I think I'm going to go for 4-0 here to Liverpool, actually. Because I'm trying to figure out in my head. But honestly, I think Liverpool, especially against teams like team like Villa, I think predicting Mane and Salah to score is almost a definite, especially at Anfield. And I think there'll be at least one goal from a set piece. Uh, so yeah, 4-0. Stephen? Yeah, I think it's going to be an absolute slaughter. I think it's going to be 5-0. <laughs> I, yeah, I just don't like Villa. I think they're crap. So, 5-0. Fair. Okay. I'm, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to give... <laughs> That benefits Villa. I'm going to say 3-1 to Liverpool and Villa. Uh, Joel Linton's going to score after he slips over the ball when it somehow goes in. Joel Linton, he plays for Newcastle. Oh, not Joel Linton. Who's it. it the Villa striker? It's Wesley. 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 Yeah. yeah, sorry, I was just thinking of big lumps. I've got the big lumps confused. I, I don't <laughs> think Liverpool can see to you, to be honest. Um, no. They've got the best defensive record across Europe's top five leagues. Last I checked, they were tied with Real Madrid, but uh, did Real Madrid not concede? Mate, uh, you're not you're not you're not making me switch my mind. I'm going for a really scrappy <laughs> Villa goal at some stage. Uh, so yeah, three-one Liverpool. I'm going for, but yeah, we're not. At least we're all seeing that we don't think Liverpool are going to slow down anytime soon. No. <laughs> um, last game on this list: Southampton versus Manchester City. Um, I think by this stage, Southampton players will probably be on Bournemouth Beach with the rest of the country. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to go for... I'm going, I'm going for them to still pick up a fight, but I'm going to go for Man City to win this 2-1. Anthony? I think with Man City losing at Chelsea, and we've all predicted... I mean, you haven't, Matt, but we've predicted them not to win against Liverpool. Actually, you have, sorry. Um, I think City are winning this game as well. I think they need to make a statement when... So I'm going for... I mean, not 
Three one. Nine nil. Oh no. Three one. Three one. I think I think they'll dominate though, but I think it'll be three one. Three one. Stephen. I'm gonna go for a two all. I think. Really? I think one of those goals will be a Ward Prowse amazing free kick, and another one will be a really scrappy one. I think. Yeah, I'm. I, I'm just gonna throw out there be a bit different and say two all. I'm willing to give you an extra point if Ward Prowse does score a free kick. <laughs> yeah, I'm. So just based on your Ward Prowse free kick statement, I know we have finished our fixture predictions, but there's one question I want to ask you guys based on what you saw, and it's just because there was some really good uh, goals this week. What was your goal of the week? Like we've done our player of the weeks. Do you have a goal that stands out? Has to be Fabinho versus Palace. Yeah, you just want us to say what you your no, thinking. No, because I'm you? not saying I'm not saying Fabinho versus Palace. I have a different one. Uh, for me, it is. I, I love a long shot. I'm a long <sighs> shot lover. I'm going to say Fabinho. Off the top of my head, I'm going to go for Fabinho, and that's because I uh, I can't think of any others. That's the goal I'm when I think saying, of the last week. That's the goal that's standing out to me. See, it is a good goal, but I'm saying De Bruyne is through kick against Chelsea. Oh, that was very good. Yeah, that's a very good. One. I thought that was a beautiful free kick. I was that was a very good free kick. Sorry, I I channeled that out of my mind. All I've got is. <laughs> um, so, I'm surprised yeah. you didn't say first. It's a single goal, Matt. It's all a goal. It was a good finish. Um, but no, I, I'll go for me though. Well, ladies and gentlemen, you may not have realised it due to the fine job of editing which Stephen is about to do. But um, I just had a power cut, which um, kind of threw me off topic a bit, um, <laughs> off track even. Um, but we are going to uh, be ending the podcast now anyway. Um, we want to thank you for listening. Um, this one, I believe, is going to be a bit longer. But um, it's Probably, nonetheless yeah. very interesting stuff. Um, if you do get bored of Anthony talking about how great Liverpool are at any moment, just fast forward at least. Well, oh, wait, no, I can't say that. That's at the end. Okay, anyway, <laughs> thank you for joining us. Uh, I've been joined by Stephen Hall and Anthony Bill, as always. Uh, anything you'd like to add, guys? You better bloody uh, enjoy this long grab so because it's going to take longer for me to edit. So you better bloody enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> I like how we were saying this at the end. We're all really... <laughs> um, I'm not going to be as... Forceful there, but check. Make sure to check out our website as well, guys. End to end online. We'll be having articles up there a few times during the week, each week, about more than just football, but a number of different topics. So yeah, check us out there. Make sure to check out the Off the Road Work podcast and our uh, episodes beforehand on uh, Apple Podcasts or on Acast. Lovely. Uh, so before my Mac absolutely crashes again, we'll say thank you and hopefully see you next week. Bye-bye. Auf Wiedersehen. See ya.